Well, we're going to do things a little bit differently for this episode. Uh, as those of you who know, who've been listening to my podcast, you know, whenever I have a guest, we're usually talking on the phone, but I'm excited to say today's guest is a personal friend. We've been friends for many years. Our families have been family friends. Our kids have basically grown up together. Uh, I just welcome you, Dan, <laughs> into the studio, right? <laughs> yep. What I wanted to to start off with in talking with you is about something that happened September 9th, 1990, right? Or no, no, 2009. Sorry. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, in September and I was at a sports complex here in Colorado Springs and I was watching my son's soccer game. And as the game is going on, I just, I had this burden to pray for you. And I got up from my chair because I was, I don't often sit at these games, but I was there with my wife and mixed in with the parents and I wasn't, I, I just felt this urgency to pray. So I just felt like I needed to get away to where I could do that. Mm -hmm. And so I moved myself down to the end of the soccer field and, and just started to blurt out loud. Um, and I said something to the effect of, Dan Tharlton, I command you in the name of Jesus to get back in your body and live. And I never pray like that, you know, but that is kind of just what was on my heart for you. And little did I know that just a little ways north of where I was at, you were going through your own little adventure. And so I'd like you to, to tell us about what was going on. Yeah. I remember getting up from the chair I was sitting in. Chris and I were speaking, having a conversation in the front room of our home. And, and I remember getting up to uh, go upstairs to the restroom. And I remember uh, a very strong pain hitting my chest, and my left shoulder, my left arm. It was excruciating. And just as I reached the the second stair, I, I hit the floor, <laughs> and um, and it hit me very hard. Like, were you unconscious, or no. you hit the floor as in you just dropped? No, I just dropped. From the strength. pain, or yeah, just your strength went away? Extreme pain. Okay. And, and felt like the strength was just being immediately drained from my system, yeah. and I just went down like a ton of bricks on the stairs. And Chris ran over to help me and help me get back up into a chair. And then she called uh, 911, and I remember them wheeling me into emergency. And now, now before you got there, when when the paramedics arrived, do you were they talking amongst themselves as they were working on you? Oh, and sure. and yeah. do you remember, like, did you hear things about what was going on? Were they suspecting anything? Yeah, they were they were treating it as though it was a heart attack. And, and while that was going on, so you said initially you had this pain and you collapsed. Were you still feeling the pain? Was yeah, it I was. everything it was, was still was the same? Very intense. Okay. All right. Okay. So you arrived at the hospital. Yeah, we arrived into emergency at Penrose, Maine. I felt as 
move my feet or legs, and then my hands or arms, and I could not. I tried. And then uh, I started to get very afraid, very scared, very afraid. And I tried to make words to speak to the doctor. He was right over my head and looking right down at me. And I could not make words. I could not speak. And it felt as though, I w it was very frustrating. It felt as though I was screaming inside to be heard because I couldn't make words. I couldn't even make uh, a groaning sound or anything like that. So I, I, I was really afraid at that point. And then the last thing I remember was just looking up at the doctor and just going out. That's the last thing I remember looking at. And I don't know, uh, I didn't know, you know, what was going on, but it felt like um, this was the end. And it was very frustrating. And the great frustration that was growing right before I remember going out was, I don't feel like this is the end. I don't feel like my life is over or should be over or this is the right time for my life to end. Or, but, but even feeling that so strongly inside, I still went out. Then the next thing that happened was I came back to, and when I came back to and opened my eyes, there were people... Um, pumping a bag over my face uh, and uh, pressing down on my chest and the room was filled with, it seemed like more people um, and I opened my eyes and I tried to make sound and tried to make words and I couldn't make words but I could groan and I started groaning like uh, uh, uh and when I did that one of the people to my left said something to the doctor to the effect, he, he's awake, he's back, like that. And I looked up at the doctor, and he's looking at me, and, and he said, can you, can you tell me anything? Tell me what you're feeling. And, and I tried to make words, and they were very slurred, very slow, like slow motion. And, um, and, and I, I had no idea how long I'd been out. But I started to be able to make words, very slurred, and then over what seemed like a few minutes in time, I was able to make make words again and speak. And the doctor then began to speak to me about what what was going on. And uh, they, I looked around for my wife, and, and I didn't see Chris. They wouldn't let her in. And so you could move, you could move your head and your turn yeah, and looking. Yeah. Okay. I, I was and and I was like, wow, I, I didn't anticipate anything like this at all right now, and was very thankful to to be alive. And I remember um, sensing uh, a very near presence of God um, that felt very very tangible and real and very enveloping and very comforting and uh, assuring and encouraging to me. Um, and I wasn't afraid anymore. Um, I remember that. 
very specifically. I'm just curious. I think I've asked you this before. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the, the time that you were out, you just don't have any recollection. You, no. you didn't experience no. anything like, uh, you know, being out of your body and looking and yeah. seeing stuff. Yeah, no. you didn't experience that? No. What it, what it was, the, the experience uh, leading up to going out, just was that everything was shutting down and no ability to have motor skills or speech skill or ability and everything just started shutting down. I had a very acute sense that everything was shutting down. Um, And it seemed like in stages in slow motion to me is how it felt. All the while I'm screaming inside trying to be heard to, to communicate with the doctor and not able to make one word or mm-hmm. one sound. And, uh, and and I remember it going dark, uh, but there was no out-of-body experience, no angelic visitation or, or anything like that. Um, I just remember going out being very afraid and waking up not afraid at all, but sensing a very profound thick presence of, of God. Yeah. And, you know, and, and people could speculate, mm-hmm. you know, all day long as to what happened to your spirit in that moment. And, you know, you don't remember it, but I, I fully can conceive the possibility that you did have an engagement with the Lord, and that's why you woke up with such a peace. It's it's amazing. You know, I I think about it, and I just think, and people who listening to this might ask the question, well, how did you know it was the Lord? And I would just say, I had no clue that it was the Lord. I didn't know if I was crazy. Mm -hmm. I just know that this burden swept over me, and I had no clue Mm -hmm. what was going on, Mm -hmm. you know? And that's... You know, people experience interactions with the kingdom of God. And it feels very natural. And they don't recognize mm-hmm. sometimes that it's from the kingdom. Sure. You know, 
I don't even know why those words came out of me, but that's what came out of me. And it, you know, and now when we look back and we put it all together, we can really see the hand of God was in that. You know, you said that you thought I was the first one you talked to, but there was others too. Yeah, it, uh, you know, it, it amazes me. Who are we that that a God who's an infinite God who knows no equal in all that he has made um, would be mindful of any one of us in a moment or or from cradle to the grave even I mean, to take notice or care or to have a love that, that he communicates in so many ways it seems like all of the time to us. Um, it would be quite astonishingly enough if you were to have been the only one that, that God and His Holy Spirit would have prevailed upon to, to stand in the gap and pray for me when I could not pray for myself. What was astonishing even beyond how God visited or led or drew you to pray, uh, another lady at the same moment was led to pray the same thing with the same passionate heart as you were led to pray. It was a kind of a simultaneous spontaneity of, of inspiration uh, to, to pray and stand in the gap. And, and then, as if two people hearing and being led to pray that way isn't astonishing enough. My sister who's in State College, Pennsylvania, she was led to pray in the very same way at the exact same moment, 6 p.m. Uh, through about 6.10, 6.15 on that Friday night. Well, you know, the theme of today's episode a contemplation on faith and practice and, and in this episode and in this contemplation the contemplation is on our our role in the execution of God's governmental authority in the earth hmm. I really believe that we are called to administer his kingdom in the earth hmm. and work with God and and bring the will of God out of heaven into the earth hmm. you know through through our obedience and our revelation of, of what the kingdom's interest is right. in this kingdom here on the earth. And I wonder, you know, would it have been the end for you mm -hmm. if those that were called to decree otherwise didn't do it because they thought to themselves, that's crazy. You know, we come out of it just with a greater understanding of, of the kingdom of God and our our role within that kingdom and how we how an important part we play and I, I just want to stress again for um, anyone who's like but I don't hear God's voice and I I don't know how to walk in his kingdom and administrate his government you know into the earth and it, it, it sounds intimidating but it's just as easy as man I feel burdened Dan, get back in your body in Jesus' name. Mm -hmm. You know, that was not a thought I thought of at all. Mm -hmm. You know, but 
we just, God will lead us and we just have to trust and believe that he's going to guide us. And sometimes things just don't feel super powerful, you know, but they turn out to be extremely powerful, you know? And, uh, I, there's been times over the years where I've started to giggle as, as I thought to myself, you know what? I raised the guy from the dead <laughs> and I think, wow, God, you're awesome. <laughs> so yeah, well, I've appreciated our friendship over these past 25 years. And, and, uh, so again, thank you for opening up your heart and being vulnerable and yeah, thank you, Jerry. Yep. appreciate you so much. Thanks. You've been listening to God's Kingdom Outside the Box. If you enjoyed this episode, please let me know. I'd love to hear your comments, your questions about what we talked about today. And also let me know if there's a topic you'd like me to cover in a future broadcast. You can email me at jim at jimvince.com. And you can also leave me a voicemail from the show notes. And that's it. I'll talk to you next time.